Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everybody. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a good day and a good week. Um, I know it's early in the week, depending on when you hear this. If you hear, hear it when I post it, then it's only Tuesday. So, <laughs> um, I'm glad I said that. Um, my aim is to post, to put up two podcasts per week, Tuesday and Friday. Okay, so that you guys can expect it. If it does, if I don't, it's because something happened and I wasn't able to record it. But please, you know, I'm trying to do two per week. I think is going to be a good happy medium, especially if I see something happening on my Instagram page, which is, um, it's always an interesting thing when I put up a post to see what happens. I never know what's going to happen, what you guys are going to think of it. Um, thanks to you guys who have been listening to me forever. Um, I know you're there. And for your the ones that have just discovered me, welcome. Um, keep listening. I hope that this is um, a place where you can learn more about narcissism. Um, see yourself in me, I know there's a lot of you out there that just they they you just hear my story and then go, oh my god, that's what happened to me, and that's that's the important thing here is is me wanting to validate you. That's why my intro says that. Um, please go to you know go to my Instagram page and don't forget to share. Okay, share my podcast. Share my Instagram page. Why do I say that? Because we need to spread the word about narcissism when it when it comes to parents. Okay? Not just a romantic partner. Now, not saying that that's not important because it absolutely is. But you know, you guys know that my thing is... My mother was a narcissist. My father is something I don't know what to call. Um, but they're both, they were both toxic. Were, I don't know how to say it because my mother's gone. She passed away. My dad won't, doesn't talk to me or anybody else as it turns out. He changed his phone number and just didn't give it to anybody. So he's become a recluse is the only thing I can think of. Um, I don't know what to call him. He's just, the toxicity goes so deep. He was married to my mother for so long that, you know, there's just no way for him to see things clearly. I don't know, with more time, it's been seven months since she passed away. But it's not up to me. It's not my responsibility. I can't, I can't do more. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Um. So share, share, share. Because people need to know that this is a thing. That parents being narcissists and toxic is a thing. Okay? It's a thing. It's a real thing. And 
because she's your mom is not a reason to stay in contact with someone who's hurting you on purpose. So that's why we need to make it a thing. (laughs) We need to shine a light on it. Okay. So, um... Any of you in the U.S. and even abroad, you know Johnny Depp, right? Who doesn't know Johnny Depp? I'm a big fan. I'm from the era of 21 Jump Street. So I've known Johnny Depp once since he was a child, basically, right? Um, <laughs> and his... I, I've been, of course, you know, watching his testimony against his ex-wife, who is an, a beautiful actress, who is a complete narcissist, right? Now, I'm saying that without hearing her side of anything. I've only heard his testimony, which, by the way, props for being funny and making light of some things, right? <laughs> there was, at one point, um, everything he said was being objected by the other, you know, the other lawyer, and he's like, he would say something, go, and stop, and look at the other lawyer and be like, and waiting for the objection. <laughs> but he's funny. Um, now, funny doesn't mean he can't be toxic. But I just have a, a good feeling that she's the toxic one. And he's. I'm glad that he's opening up about toxic women. Because it's not okay for women to be toxic. And that's not true. Women are toxic. I'm a woman and I'm saying this. Because narcissism doesn't. You know, it doesn't discriminate because of, you know, what gender a person is, right? Women are toxic as much as men are toxic, except women tend to be more covert about it. So less people see it, right? And it's harder to believe that a blonde, pretty woman is capable of physical and psychological abuse. But... One thing, because the first thing that comes to mind with Johnny Depp is what was his upbringing? And that that was the first thing I said to my husband. I'm like, I wonder how he was brought up. And he does say in the courtroom that because they asked him, why did you stay so long? And he stayed so long because he saw his dad stay and take the abuse. Okay, so he was an abused kid. Plain and simple, right? And he's not toxic. What is he? The person who tries to fix a situation, tries to stay and change the toxic person, tries to fix them. When they don't want to be fixed, they like being the way they are. All right, enough of that. (laughs) All right, so what is this podcast even about? It's about stonewalling. Um, because I put the post on my Instagram about stonewalling and there's confusion, misunderstanding about the word stonewalling and what it really means. Stonewalling has a negative uh, tone to it, okay? When you say stonewalling, what you mean, what the person is talking about is someone who's being aggressive with the not talking or the ignoring or the pulling back, it's not a way to protect themselves. It's a way to attack someone else. Can you attack someone with silence? 100% you can. 
100% because what you're telling someone when you um when they're they're talking to you they want to talk to you about something and you don't say anything back what they're saying is what you have to say means nothing i'm not going to respond to you right you're crazy you're not worth my time okay so that's stonewalling which is in contrast to what a lot of you said happened when you were being attacked and you retreated. That's not stonewalling. That's self-preservation. That's trauma response. So there's a difference. My post was not about trauma response. My post was specifically stonewalling. And stonewalling means you're doing, you're doing it to attack someone else. Okay? Now, I want to talk about the the different ways or different things that the narcissists use stonewalling. I've been stonewalled by my mother, by my ex-husband. So I know how it is in both situations. Like, why does someone stonewall you when it's your parent? And from the perspective of a partner, right? I don't even want to say the word romantic. It's It's horrible because... The more time passes, the more I see how toxic my ex really was. You know, one day I'm going to have to add my last name to all of my stuff because I have to. Because what I'm doing is it's important and there's no reason for me to be ashamed um, or to be hiding. And, you know, then it'll be more public right? With my last name, it'll be more public. And then, you know, the ex may find it. He knows I have a podcast. He just doesn't know that I talk about him on it. Um, and I've never said his name on it. So, and I won't. And it, I guess it'll be hard to, to connect my current last name with his last name. But either way, um, He used to use stonewalling really well. For days at a time, he would stonewall me. And I didn't know it was called stonewalling. I just knew that he wasn't talking to me, right? Um, To be completely honest, at the time, it didn't even bother me. It was more like, oh, good, he shut up. I don't have to argue with him. So it was more like a relief. And some of you may, may feel validated with that because... Not all stonewalling comes across to the abused person as a bad thing. Because if you shut up, that's a good thing for a lot of us, right? I have to tell you that stonewalling, in the case of my mother, was not a thing that she did on a regular basis. My mother was not the type to stop talking. Um, She talked and talked through her her elbows um that's an expression in the latin community um she talked and talked and talked she was always on the phone she did everything possible to not have to deal with me i guess because that's how it felt and not only did it feel that way it was that way because even as a complete adult i would go visit And she would get on the phone with her friend and I would end up leaving and she never hung up the phone. 
So that's that's one way to abuse somebody too. It's like you're you don't matter to me. It's the same thing as stonewalling. You know, talking to someone else when you're visiting is stonewalling, but just not with silence. They're stonewalling you with I'm I'm using another person to talk to instead of you because you don't matter to me. But the way that my mother actually used literal stonewalling where she just didn't speak back um, was a couple of different ways. But the most recent that I remember, I was already in my 40s, and it was after I found out about my brothers, which the anniversary of that's coming up tomorrow or the next day. I'm not sure if it was the 26th of April or the 27th. But it'll be five years, which seems like a long time and like no time has passed all at the same time. I don't know if any of you can relate to that, but it just feels like the news of my brother's existence, which changed my entire life. It couldn't have been five years ago. Wow. And then at the same time, it's like, it feels like brand new news st- still. So that's, you know, that's it. If you don't know the story, I have a podcast all about my story. And it's an interesting one. Not to, but it is interesting. Um, it's called The Day My Life Changed. Go listen to it. Um, so what happened was I went very low contact after I found out you know, about my brothers. Um, I was used to talking to my mother every day, every single day. I actually used to see her every, almost every day because my daughter's elementary and middle school were right by their house. So on the way home from dropping her off, I would go to my parents' house. And so I would see my mother every day, almost every day. But... If I didn't see her, like when my daughter went to high school and my daughter had to be dropped off at the crack of dawn. My husband, such a good stepfather, um, since he went to work early, he would drop her off at school. Um, I didn't I didn't go to my parents' house uh, quite as often. So it was a phone call every day. Um, so I went from a phone call every day to... A phone call. I can't even tell you a time frame. Like I spent weeks without talking to her at a time. Um, but when I did talk to her and I gave her a truth. Right. Because right away I, I didn't know everything. I, I My brain couldn't process it all. But as time went on and I started to put things together, things that made sense, um, and I asked my brothers a few questions like, was my mother and your mother, were my mother and your mother friends before my mother met my dad or before my mother got together with my dad? And absolutely, that's what happened. My mother was friends with my dad's second wife. It made sense to me. Plus, 
vague memories of some conversation I heard when I was like three or something. I don't know. Anyway, so bringing this up to her and telling her, you were friends with my, my, my dad's second wife. And you took, and then, and you still decided you were going to break that family apart. That's what made her go cold and quiet over the phone. Now, I never took that as a, as what she meant it to. Because what she was doing there was saying, what you're saying is not important. I'm not going to answer you. You're not going to get any response from me, right? She's trying to just dismiss me completely. I took it as, haha, I caught you and you ha- don't have a response. Now, they, that may actually be part of the reason she didn't respond was because she didn't have anything to say, right? She didn't expect me to figure things out, even knowing, finding out such a big thing in my life. She didn't expect me to put things together or to hear things, you know, just, just, you know, now I have these men in my life that I didn't have before and they know things I don't know. They're going to tell me. Um, so she did that quite a few times. Another person who did this to me, um, was right around that time. It was actually the weekend that I went to meet the only, well, not the only, the first brother that I met, um, because he's in the same state and it was a two hour drive. We went and, um, my cousin, the one that is my mother's nephew, who is involved with my dad somehow and has been in the way, right? I did podcasts about all that. <laughs> um, he's the one that I cursed out. Yeah. Um, he, I was in the same city, right? Miami. They live in, they're, we're Cuban. They live in Miami, right? I live in a different part of Florida. And we were in Miami and he calls me and he's like, well, why didn't you invite so-and-so to hang out with you guys? And I'm like, I don't have a right to hang out with whom I want. Like that, that was my thinking. Like, I don't have to invite so-and-so to go have dinner. It wasn't even him. Okay. Let's just put it that way. It wasn't even him. I wasn't purposely leaving this person out. It's just that I was still in shock. And I didn't want to talk with her around. She's not really part of it. She wasn't part of it. So I called her. It doesn't matter. But then he said to me, well, you didn't call to tell me you were coming. I said, and you didn't call to wish me a happy Mother's Day, which was the weekend before. And he did the same thing. He shut up. He stayed silent on the phone. And I was like, oh, gotcha. Right. Again, I I took it more as I got you. Instead of, I'm I'm dismissing you, which is what they do it for. Okay, they they don't they stop talking to you to dismiss you to make you feel worthless. But luckily, I didn't always take it that way. Now, there were many times that my mother did it to me and did make me feel like I wasn't worth a conversation, like having a fight with her meant nothing, that I meant nothing to her, and that's how it made me feel. And I was 30s and 40s and and younger, you know, my whole life. 
But I would have a fight with her over the phone. And she would hang up because she always hung up. She was the one who always hung up because I always said something that offended her. Because narcissists can dish it out. But boy, you can't say anything that's not offensive. And they take it as an offense. And they hang up on you or they start saying out loud so your dad can hear that you've offended them when you haven't offended them. I'm getting angry, just so you know, because some things still trigger me, and that is a trigger for me. All of the stuff she did to make my father think things that were just flat-out lies. Just flat-out lies. So anyway, so we'd hang up the phone, and I would, I, if I didn't call in three or four days, I wouldn't hear from her. That's what she did. Not realizing that what I should have done is just not called. Ever. (laughs) Like, fine. You don't want to talk? Good. I don't have to hear you abuse me anymore. Because I wasn't aware that she was abusing me. But that's how she did it. That's how she stonewalled me most of the time. Was after an argument. And she she wouldn't take responsibility, never apologized, and stonewalled. Who else did the same thing? My ex-husband. Never took responsibility, didn't apologize, and stonewalled me. And we lived in the same apartment. And let me tell you something. My apartment in New York was the size of a penny. Okay, it was tiny. So it's like we had to be around each other and just... He he wouldn't talk. He wouldn't talk to me. He would not talk. I don't remember him ever saying I'm sorry for anything. I always had to say I'm sorry, even if I didn't think I was wrong. Or continue the fight. And I always chose the path of not fighting. I tried to, right? So that's how they stonewall. They stonewall when, in some cases, it's you're telling them a truth and they don't know how to handle it, okay? Because, you know, the rule, you know, there's nothing worse to a narcissist than hearing the truth. So sometimes that was just too much. And I, and that's what I think. That's my opinion on it. Okay. Um, and it, so she would shut down, right? She would shut down. Um, there were times that I told her truths and she would start yelling, but mo- sometime, most of the time I'd say she would shut down, especially after I found out about my brothers. I think that my parents are so dumb that they didn't realize that it, that I would find out that my brothers would eventually reach out to them, but my mother's not smart enough to have picked up the phone They could have kept the secret longer. That's how I see it. If my mother had just picked up the phone. But they didn't. She didn't. She just hung up on my brother. So they called me. What did she think was going to happen? That's what I'm saying. Narcissists, you know, I think they're given a lot of credit for being smart. But they're not all smart. They're not. Narcissism doesn't discriminate with intelligence or smarts either. You can be a really stupid narcissist, and which makes you ineffective in a lot of situations where you make, you know, you plan and plan and 
my daughter can never find out that she has three brothers and that her dad was married twice before me. She she has to believe that she's an only child and that this is the only family, you know, me, my, me and her father. And never think that if she actually had spoken to my brother, that they could have kept it within them and not told me, which would have been worse because I would have eventually found out anyway and known that they had talked to them would have been worse. Um, but in her mind, hanging up the phone was, you know. So when that happened, I'm pretty sure it wasn't long after that my other, his brother called me, which is also my brother. <laughs> they're brothers and they're my brothers. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's just difficult to try to understand how a narcissist mind a narcissist's mind works it just doesn't work the way ours do we cannot ever judge a narcissist by our standards or how we would react or how we would do something because they're not the same as we are okay so i've talked about stonewalling let's talk about the other side of of this misunderstanding. When you are being provoked, yelled at, being called names, and you your response is the freeze response. Okay, so we're talking about what are we talking about? Flight, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn are the four anxiety responses. Trauma responses, and you freeze and you can't talk and you can't say anything and you're backing away. That is not stonewalling, it just doesn't fall under stonewalling. Okay, just to clear that up, it doesn't fall under stonewalling. It's exactly what I said it's a freeze response. It's a, a self-defense response, and you're 100% warranted in doing it. Just because two actions look the same or sound the same, because that's what happened. You guys read what stonewalling was when someone stops talking to you. And, and you took it as, but I do that too. And some of you even got a little bit upset. It's it just two things can look the same and be different. Okay? Just be completely different. You can have a horse and a zebra, which what's the difference? The color, right? They look pretty similar. I know zebra is probably smaller. I don't know. I've never seen a zebra in person that I know of. Um they're different. They're not the same species, right? And this is the same thing. Stonewalling is purposeful, meant to hurt. What you have been doing is protecting yourself, and you have the right to do that. And going low contact or gray rocking is not stonewalling either. Those are very purposeful. I'm putting up a boundary against abuse, Again, the two things may sound similar. I'm putting up a, a, a stone wall or I'm putting up a boundary. Different things. 
One is meant to hurt you, to send a message that you don't matter. You're not worth my time, my ears. The other one is if any message that you're sending, the narcissist is never going to see the message. But the message is, I am taking care of myself. I am, I am choosing to not allow you to abuse me any longer. Those are not the same things. And you can use the word stonewalling without explanation. Of course, most people need an explanation of it. Because stonewalling is meant to hurt. While freezing, retracting, or purposefully saying, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, is, is meant to protect yourself. Which is your human right. You are born the day that you are born. You have things that are instinctive to you. One is the action of sucking, believe it or not. Any of you mommies out there shocked as hell when we saw our kid sucking the second they were born, right? <laughs> At least I was. I didn't know that that, that, that was so instinctive. Um, they even suck their thumbs inside the womb still. And another instinct is survival. Guys, we, we you can't call something bad when it's a survival tactic. That is your right as a human above all else is survival. Okay? And under survival is so many things, right? Eating, being clothed, being indoors, you know, so many things in order to sur survive. And one of them is to not be abused anymore. Our mental health is part of survival, right? It's part of it. It's not just your body, it's your mind. You have to be okay mentally to to just live. You have to be okay. So there is a distinction and my post was not about your reaction to abuse, right? It was about the abuse that is doled out when you tell them the truth or when you have a fight and they or when you do something that they consider to be negative or bad or wrong and they punish you and the punishment is silent the silent treatment you're not doing the silent treatment to them it's not silence you i've never called it the silent treatment in all of my podcasts it's called no contact it's called no contact right and no contact, and I've, and I've used this as a description, is putting a protective bubble around you. That's not the silent treatment. That is protection. Okay? So you put a bubble around you, and uh, please go listen to any of the 5,000 <laughs> podcast episodes I've talked about no contact. Um, I have not. 
I have made like five or six. Uh, because no contact is so important. A lot of people, you know, I'm so happy for those of you that have gotten to that point and have have written to me and said, I'm going no contact thanks to your support. In part, I that scares me, I'm not going to lie. Um, because I've always said, I don't do this podcast to hurt people. I do it to help. But you know what you're doing because you're just hearing a voice over a, a podcast. You're, I'm not over there pushing you, right? That's a different uh, different situation. Um, you're hearing a podcast. Something in the podcast is striking you. But you know that you you know what you have to do and then you're you're free, right? So no contact. I know this is not what this podcast is about, but just quickly, no contact is not just not calling the narcissist. No contact is not calling and blocking. And you block them on everything. You block them on your phone, obviously. On anything that they can communicate with you on anything, okay? Because I, I, it would take me an hour to just go down the list. All of social media, you have to block them and everyone that knows them. That's a hard one. I know a lot of people are like, but my family, yeah, but you've got to figure out out of the family. So someone's going to show her pictures you've posted that you don't want her to see. Someone's going to tell her what you said in the pot in your post, because a lot of you post the narcissistic mother things on your personal pages. Do you want some advice? Don't do that. I don't do that. I do that every once in a while. I'll post something about a narcissist. But no one likes it. No, None of my friends like it. None of my friends, if they're reading it, they're reading it in silence. I have my personal stuff. My Instagram that's personal. You know, it's mine. I usually, I mostly follow <laughs> reality shows on that, like, 90 Day Fiancé characters, cast members. And now I've been watching... Um, married at first sight. Uh, so those people that those cast members, um, I follow a lot of uh reality people on my personal Instagram, just for fun, right? And and I have some real people, but most of my contacts because I'm an old white lady, as they say. I'm not really I'm not white, but um, I'm a Hispanic. Uh, you know, middle-aged white ladies, we use Facebook. So it's, I use mostly Facebook for um, friends, right? My, my friends. Um, my friends are not uh, necessarily the people that I want to communicate narcissistic stuff with, right? I, I don't. So um, get your own private Facebook and only allow certain people in there that you can trust. And then post what you want. Keep the posts on the general, your your normal Facebook or Instagram or whatever you have to things that are funny jokes or something that, you know, you know, have a great Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, you know, all that stuff. Right or put the weird, you know, what's the answer to this mathematical equation? And everyone gets it wrong because they don't know order of operations. It drives me nuts. 
I was a math teacher, so I know that you have to do... Oh, for those of you that might not know this, when you have an equation, you have to do parentheses first. Actually, it's... it's um. Uh, no, it's parentheses, exponents. Then you go left to right with multiplication, division, and then left to right addition, subtraction. So parentheses is first, and a lot of people don't know that, so they just go left to right and they argue. But I'm telling you, that's the way. It's called PEMDAS, okay? They have another word for it, but it's PEMDAS. Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. All right, quick math lesson in, in one of my podcasts. Yay! Um, I got to use my skills as a math teacher. <laughs> anyway, so that's the kind of stuff you want to post on that page. You want to post narcissist stuff, get another page. Okay, so no contact. No contact means no contact. Don't block them. Don't let them email you. If they email you, delete it or put it in a folder. Do not read it. If they leave you a voicemail, delete it without listening to it. You have to protect yourself. And if you're letting them in any which way, that's not no contact. Another thing that is a mistake that a lot, and it's okay. You don't have to be perfect at no contact. I certainly wasn't. I am now though. Boy, am I good at it now. I don't let anyone into any of my social media that I don't know personally. Okay, and I've had some weird requests on my personal Instagram. I don't know why. And I'm like, I don't know you. Delete. You know, they're not going to come in. I don't trust anybody, right? I don't, I, with catfishing, it could be anybody. Um, oh, if you get a card in the mail or a gift, people think that writing return to sender and sending it back. no. That's not the right action. Do nothing. If it's a box and you're curious, open it. I mean, what what can I say? I wouldn't open it. I would go straight to the dump and dump it. If it's a letter, make sure there's no money in there first. Don't try not to read it and go to the dump and dump it. Do not send it back. Why? You don't want to send any message to the narcissist. Sending it back is sending a message, is sending, is telling them, you're getting to me, I'm upset, and I don't want this. Isn't it better to leave them wondering? Well, what the hell, did they get my letter or not? Believe me, I'm on the other end of this. Not being a toxic person, my dad's the, the toxic one, but I sent him a letter and I got no response. Believe me, it works to be sitting here going, oh my God. I don't know what happened. I do know what happened. He just, he's too chicken to response, to respond. <laughs> but that's the message you want to send is, I don't care. Not, I don't want it. Okay. So, you know, and then it takes time, but you've got to figure out who the flying monkeys are so you can delete them and block them from everything also. You don't have to block every single person that knows your parent. But you have to figure out who's on your team and who's not. And unfortunately, that's going to be a lot of people that are not on your team. They're just going to fall into the, especially if your mother, if it's your mother and they're covert, right? Underhanded, all they saw was how perfect they were. They're not going to believe you. So they're not on your side. These are not people you want with you. Look, I'm going to give you one last story. Um, 
This is a person, and she and I don't think about her hardly ever, except um, my husband has decided social media is not for him, and he just once in a while will log into his Facebook account, and he decided to. He, I told him, look, you have a messenger request. He's like, yeah, but I don't have messenger. I said, oh, just install it to see what's going on. And okay, so she had a message from a friend of ours whom I went, I, I stopped talking to her because I realized she wasn't on my side. Not hard to see. She's one of those people who thinks she's right 100% of the time. And I mean, her own sons she has issues with her ex you know so i know there's issues there i know but it was something that she said to me um you know i had told her i don't talk to my mom it's been so many years i told her the situation and she said to me oh i had a friend who didn't talk to her mom for seven years and then she died and she felt guilty and i was like okay that was the day i realized i'm done I, I'm not going to try with her anymore. I didn't like her that much anyway. I'm not trying. I'm done. So she kept, she sent me Facebook messages. She was blocked already, but you know, you can send them and they go into that weird place where people can't, don't know the messages are there on Facebook. I know you've lost messages in there because I have, or seen a message like years later. Um, I'm a moderator for a, a group and I've sent people who are trying to get into the group messages and they, I got a message today. Look what I just saw from 2019. I'm like, that's fine. I just asked her, are you in the group or not? You know, so I could let her in. Anyway, um, so she had sent me messages. She had left voicemails for me, but I'm like, I, you know, it's not a person that I care about all that much. Um... But she had, I I kept asking my husband, hey, has so-and-so sent you a message? It's weird. She's sending me and not you when you're the one that knew her to begin with. You introduced us. And, of course, she did. But she did through Messenger, which he didn't have. So, um, I just, I saw the message, you know, call me, text me. And I'm like, she she hasn't, I mean, she finally got it. She hasn't bothered us. But, um, yeah, I I wish I could tell her. I wish there's that part of me that wants to send her a message and go, bitch, my mom, excuse my language, my mom died. And guilt was not one of the things I felt. And it's true. I felt sad. I felt confused. I cried. I mean, I scream cried when I found out. That's the, the type of crying I did at first. I spent days where I felt confused, guilt, no guilt. I had no guilt. One of the reasons is it had been four years since I had seen her, and I have been working through my guilt for four years with you guys (laughs) and in therapy. So there was no guilt involved. Oh, I didn't feel guilty for not talking to her for four years. And then she died? No. I had nothing to do with anything. So, you know, I wish I could tell her that. But no, you know. So that's the thing. You need to get rid of those people that are just not supporting you. And I think I've talked long enough. Um, I hope that you are now clear on the difference between stonewalling 
and your fight, your fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response to trauma. Your trauma response is not stonewalling. It's a trauma response, and you have a right to do that, okay? You have a right to shut down if someone's attacking you. That is not stonewalling. There's a big difference. All right, guys, I'm going to end there. I love you very much. And until next time.